So up next on the You Ain't Enough Nia podcast, we have an individual that has many strings to their bow. From singing on their own to with a band that can do it all. They have played all across Northern Ireland and is going from strength to strength with a new single on the way very, very soon. Here to tell us all about it, Max Sloan. Max, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem. I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy. I'm tired. But that's just general life, you know, for me. <laughs> but I suppose to get stuck in, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so um, my name is Max, 20, and I'm coming to the end of a two-year HND course at Belfast Met for music. Fantastic. Um, hopefully going to BIM Bristol in September. So Woo! Uh, that's exciting. Hopefully I get in. But yeah, I've been busking for like five years now. And um, like on and off because of like COVID now. Of course. Uh, so I started in Belfast and then moved down to Ards, uh, where I live and grew up. Um, mm. And um, so yeah, I've been working on a EP for the last couple months. So mm-hmm. that is coming out on the sixteenth of June, and I've got a single to support that coming out on the second of June. So I'm really excited, really proud of the EP. Really Very nice good. Work. Okay, so. Before we get stuck into all the nitty greenness of that, because I want to pick your brain and try and get as much as much as you're allowed to tell me at this time. But who did you grow up listening to? You know, was there a CD? I always ask people, you know, was there a CD that was you listened to so much that it was scratched? Or was there did you have somebody on your MP3 player or your Walkman? Maybe actually probably you're too young to know a Walkman. I'm 28, so I can remember a Walkman. But, 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 you know, or was there somebody on your, on your iPod that just, you know, you were like, this is our song or, or a band that was just played constantly? Um, the first thing that came into my mind when you asked me that was a Nora Jones CD that um, my mom always played in the car. Um, so I definitely draw inspirations from her or like sort of jazzy kind of vibe. I don't know. Like there's always the, now that's what I call CDs in the car <laughs> so true, a lot true. of like popular you know pop music I had an iPod growing up I didn't have a CD I mean I had a CD player those mm. my mom's and um didn't have a Walkman unfortunately that's pretty cool though I had like Ed Sheeran like albums downloaded on my iPod and stuff mm-hmm. so a bit of inspiration there but I don't think I properly got into like listening to music properly until I got Spotify when I was in like year nine uh-huh. So from that, um, got really into Bastille. Like one of my best friends in school was really into Bastille, so I was then into Bastille. Uh-huh. As it um, goes, it happens. You know, your then, friends, yeah, your, yeah. your friends give you give you deadly deadly tracks to listen to. Yeah, um, like all my friends were really into like Twenty One Pilots mm. at one point as well. So like knew all of their songs, um, and then my own personal phase, Glass Animals hardcore glass animals fan like before <laughs> before their new album like I'd, their new album was good but i really like the older stuff okay um so, so you, you were in at the ground level with glass animals you were you know you <laughs> everybody else just know you were there yeah i bought their like i had a i have a t- like a hat <laughs> with a pineapple on it when that was their like band logo definitely wasn't there from day one like but but you know, yeah, you were you were there early enough, you know. I'd say so. And then tell me, I suppose, who would influence your sound now? You know, is there anybody? Not that you're trying to copy or mimic anybody, but is there is there anybody that you know, or any particular type of or genre of music that's coming through now at the moment, or is playing now in the moment, where it be charts or not, that you can see your own sound developing along those lines or in parallel? 
Yeah, definitely. I think I'm falling into the indie folk pop category now. Like, uh, Lizzie McAlpine, Bon Iver. Mm. Uh, bon Iver, brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very heavily inspired in my new EP. By the oh, way. So very good. Bon Iver. Yeah, so I worked with um, uh, Aaron Milligan, who is in Brand New Friend, the band from here. Yes, I've um, heard of them. Yes, so he, yes. Keep trying yeah, to get them so, on, but they don't reply to me. But we're not getting really. <laughs> I'll get I'll get on him about that then. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, like Aaron likes Bon Iver as well, and it, like I, so he, we worked on the EP together, mm-hmm. and I handed him the demos, and it was like a singer songwriter, basic EP, like as minimalist as you could get. And as soon as he like listened to it and we started working on it, it just turned into this like almost experimental kind of weird really like interesting ep so i'm really excited to release it to hear what people think because i think it's not what people will expect okay 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 right i'm still gonna hold you back on that because i do want to i don't want to quiz you more on that but i just yeah. sort of want to ask you you've played and you've busked across northern ireland right and mm-hmm. then you won correct me if i'm wrong you won the busk off in i did yeah 2021 <laughs> you know when i see buskers in the street right I have tremendous respect for what they do or bands, you know, playing, right? The weather can be a bit crap sometimes. And perhaps a lot of the time people aren't listening or walking past or only their, their listen is very fleeting. So tell me how you started off busking. How do you find it? And like, why, why do so many musicians do it, I suppose? Yeah, um, I think I started in, it must have been like 2018 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I saw, you know, like, Ali Sherlock from Down South uh, and Ren, who's in Brighton, I think. Ren? I have to go and look them up. Yeah, so, I mean, they're really good. Um, Just people on YouTube, really, and I thought, oh, I want to give that a go. So I did, and it was... It was horrible. I (laughs) (laughs) didn't make my train fare home a lot of times, and um, yeah, I started off with no amp or anything so I was straining my voice messing my fingers up and uh yeah it was awful but I kept at it because I I don't know why I enjoyed it I guess um and then so that was in Belfast and I came down to Ards um busking in the summer and I was like making quite a lot of money I was like I better keep at this because it's like and I, I quit my part-time job in a cafe just to like bus because it was like much better than minimum wage and i really enjoyed it like just playing guitar in the street like in the sun all day it was great um and then recently yeah i think um i'm kind of scared because of the like cost of living crisis like people Mm. don't want to be given away their money so kind of been (laughs) not getting very much so it's kind of worrying i understand and Um, and just just out of curiosity when somebody when somebody goes out, like, so I, I, I have zero talent. I have no, not a musical bone in my body. I like listening to music. Right. I sang in the shower. That's about the height of it. And I just wanted to ask, like, when you go out to busk, is there particular songs that you would listen to put on? You know, you play, is there a set list? Is it you play with the weather? Is it you take requests? Is it all of the above? What's the crack? Yeah, so definitely you play to the audience. Um, mm-hmm. I started off playing just songs that I would like and um a lot of like rex orange county and quality yeah 
Valerie is a big one. Of course, of course. Play. Everyone loves Valerie. Um, Gravity by John Mayer is big. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Coldplay, some The Beatles. So Love The Beatles, you, you know what I mean? You yeah, can't go wrong, yeah. you know? Yeah, you definitely have to know your audience when you're busking. So, mm. like, in arts, definitely, like, the population is, like, solid, like, 60-plus age-wise. <laughs> yeah. So um, you have to get the oldies going, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, well, play something we know. Yeah, I mean, realistically, if you have done, like, an acoustic version of, like, Lady Gaga or something, you know, they the, the might think it's fantastic, but they wouldn't have a clue, probably. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it, I love it. And then, you know, you've been doing a lot of support. You've been doing a lot of supporting recently. Um, has there been a favourite gig you've done to date? And it doesn't have to be a, a specifically a support act, but is there has there been a favourite gig that you've, you know, said, God, I really enjoyed that, and or the crowd really enjoyed it, or, or I just really enjoyed it? Um, honestly, I enjoy, like, all of the gigs I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe solo-wise, uh, I supported Martha Greer in The Sunflower, a few months ago uh-huh. and great venue Arthur Street yeah and oh my goodness the sound on stage like the monitors must be so good because it just sounded like I was listening to a song like usually on stage you kind of can't really hear yourself but it was the sound was so good in there um but yeah I have fun at a lot of gigs I'm in a group called Low Shy um that a few of the guys from the Belfast Boskin Band um started. Uh and all their gigs are so fun. Um we've supported Leo Miyagi. You've interviewed and listened to that. It was so good. Um That was that was a lot. I'm thinking was that back that was that back in was that back in COVID times? I don't even know. I I, I don't think it says the dates on Spotify. Wild, wild, wild. But anyway, sorry, continue on, continue on. Yeah, so we've supported him a few times and it's been so fun. We've got like I think there was like twelve musicians on stage at one point. <laughs> I, I, because number one, Leo's a gentleman. That's number one, and yeah, number two, I did see videos of that. It just looked so fun. Do you know what I mean? Like it is so just fun going with it. You know? Yeah, and I'm so awkward on stage, but even through the awkwardness, it's so fun. I actually, oh, I think you're fine. You're fine. You were fine. You didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't notice anyway from watching from watching the videos. You know, and um, you also done so far sounds in January. I did. What what about that? Talk to me. Um, that was that was also so good. Um, so it was in a centra, um, in just opposite Saint Anne's, Saint Anne's Cathedral. Um, I was like, why? Like that's so strange. That was, <laughs> I, like I know so far sounds, and I know they do small intimate gigs in weird places, but that was just like what. <laughs> so, anyway, it was so good. It was so like cozy and intimate. I was mm. really nervous before going. Because, um, there were some other really good musicians on before and I was like how am I going to compete <laughs> but yeah that was really interesting gig fair play. I've always wanted to do a so far songs um, gig fair, fair play fair play yeah I mean but you say you know the stranger the better do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's, as you say it's intimate and, and I suppose when you were saying you know you mentioned there about being on stage and perhaps being a little bit awkward does like you know, you're you're going to be playing uh, now in the OES Center. It's coming up very mm-hmm. very soon. Um, how like I mean, how how do you prepare for a gig? You know, I have done. I've been, I've been on stage before. I've done stand up comedy. I've done speeches. 
I've done um, you know, th- things like that. I'm on the radio. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I can talk on a group quite comfortably, but I know a lot of my friends, for example, hate that, hate public speaking, hate having to give a presentation, hate all that sort of thing. And it's just the different types of person you are. But when you're like yourself and you're creative and you're a singer and you're putting, you know, y- yourself out there, how do you, how do you prep for that? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I was just thinking before this, cause I was really nervous for this. And I was oh. just thinking like, why do I like sometimes I can go on stage and I have zero nerves and I'm Mm. not nervous on stage and sometimes I'm like shaking sweating you know all the works and nervous on stage as well like um I don't know it's just I I can't I can't tell whether I'm going to be nervous or not so okay um, most of the time I'm not nervous though thankfully Um, but when I am just like breathe I don't know Think of it as I'm just playing in my room, trying not to look at anyone in the audience. <laughs> Breathe through um, the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then how did this, oh yeah, gig come about? Oh my goodness, good story. Uh, so I was busking in Belfast. Uh, first time this year since like, you know, 2022. I was like two songs in and this like random guy was just like watching me and I was like oh okay and then um <laughs> didn't know who he was and he came up to me he was like oh you're amazing um and um he was just telling me about that he does the same thing I was like wow that's great I had no idea who he was he had no idea who I was um and he's like wow well if you were to do like a support slot like what would you do and I was like oh originals maybe I've got an EP coming out <laughs> he's like wow um turns out he also went to sorry I should say his name Tiernan Heffern um <laughs> he also went to Belfast Met where I am right now and mm-hmm. um yeah and then like a mutual friend or like you know a local musician came up to us who knew both of us and she was like oh like Tiernan are you like looking after Max today like Boskin and he's like what no I don't even know him <laughs> I was like, I don't even know Tiernan either. It was so strange. Um, yeah, and then he asked me to do the support as well. And I was like, yeah, of course. I'd love to. I know it's sold out. So I mean, it's it's a really it's uh, that that's that's deadly. That's 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 so wholesome. That's so lovely. I know. You know I, mean? <laughs> I really I, I I am going to the gig. Um Oh great. I am, I am, I am, and, and I hope to interview Tiernan in the coming weeks sometime. Yeah, definitely. He's got like, I mean, I haven't uh, spoken to him a whole lot, um, but he definitely looks like he's got some stories to tell. Yeah, yeah, and lovely person, celebrity lovely person. meetings. <laughs> oh, indeed, right. I'll have to, I'll have to pick his brain on those. But then, I suppose you know, we we'll start with the debut single first. The first okay. time you'll be releasing it to the world in the OES Center, yeah. Yes. And t- tell me. Can you t- can you tell me what it's called? Can you tell me anything about it? If not, one hundred percent fine. It's okay if not. I don't have a manager, so I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> um, so uh, it's called "I'm a Lot to Put Up With," and it's about like like not really feeling like enough in a relationship. Like you're not putting enough effort in, or you know you don't feel enough basically. Um, so yeah, um, it's like I don't know. I started writing it with like this chord that um 
Tony from the Belfast Buskin Band showed me and I was like, well, it's a nice chord. And I started moving it about on the fretboard and melodies started coming into, into my head and building on it. And yeah, I'm really proud of the song. And um, actually when we were recording it, um, like it got really repetitive. Like there was like three of the same chorus in it. And um, Aaron, the producer was like, well, let's cut that last chorus. And then our like sound technician, Casper, uh, came in and he was like, yeah, I've got that song, that like bit of the, like the bridge of the song that was like stuck in his head. And he's like, I've got this drum part. Like, can I just play it for you? And we were sitting there like, well, this sounds terrible. Like what was he doing? Like, what's he trying <laughs> to do here? And then I was like, no, this, uh, this works. Like, let's get, let's give it a go. Now there's this like, just crazy sounding bit at the end of the song. And like it started off like really weird but through the process we just said yes to every crazy idea that we had and it was so fun making it yeah hopefully that like translates when yeah, I, was yeah. to it. I love it I love it just like different bits coming in and see that's that's what I I, I love and the reason why I probably do the podcast because I want to know from artists from bands from anybody's creative it doesn't have to be singers it doesn't have to be bands it doesn't have to be singers or singer songwriters or whatever where they're different the different wee things. They, I'm a big believer in that, you, you know, one, a good idea doesn't just, usually doesn't happen organically. It's a little bit, piece of little loads of other different ideas mm-hmm. that come together and make this brilliant idea, you know? And is, if you don't mind me asking, is, is it written on, you know, from personal experience? Yeah. Like everything from this EP is personal. Mm-hmm. I like, I've written songs for my band end of the episode uh, before. And then, I've sort of like stolen them because they're like too personal for a band, if you know what I mean. So like, mm-hmm. I think all of my solo music is going to be about personal experiences or drawn from personal experiences. And the EP then, is there, I was chatting to somebody recently, Rosina, it was a different episode mm-hmm. that I just released there. Go and listen to anybody that's listening. Lovely, lovely, lovely lady. And we were talking about themes and then I was chatting to somebody else as well um who was telling me about you know an episode that's upcoming about themes in albums and themes in EPs does this album mm-hmm. have a have a theme per se um probably just like um I don't know how you'd say it like just self-doubt and just sadness about yourself okay. uh, which is very sad but um no, no. relatable I guess we all, um, we all get sad sometimes, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what about any of the other songs? Are you able to tell me uh, about them, their names, or any particular one? Like, is there? Do you have a favourite song on the EP? I think they're all... I love them all equally. I <laughs> give them all, like... So this song is the single, and then another song is the title track, and then another song is the first song in the EP, and then another song is the very last in the EP. So, like... I just wanted to give them all a nice special place because I just like them all equally. But this one, um, I'm a lot to put up with, is maybe the one that I like the sound of the most. Um, and it just sounds like it should be, I don't know, on the radio. Oh, exciting <laughs> times, exciting times. Well, look, so I suppose we're coming to the conclusion of the, of the interview, right? You know, you've told me about Boskin, you've told me about your influences. You've said, oh, just another actually question before that. 
you know, you talked about playing guitar and, you know, fingers perhaps being sore because obviously, you know, like I tried to play guitar when I was younger. Didn't have the patience, didn't put the time in. I regret it now to this day. <laughs> Do you play anything else? Yeah, actually, I play saxophone. Oh, and, my God. Um, so I feel great at saxophone. <laughs> so cool. What? <laughs> yeah, I I probably should be playing it more. I'm in mm. the Ulster Youth Jazz Orchestra in Belfast. <laughs> Right, <laughs> confused and startled. Um, yes, I've been doing music my whole life. I grew up on like saxophone or like clarinet lessons and then flute and then did my grief eye theory and then moved on to saxophone and during my A levels. And I've like filled in as the saxophone player for the Basking Band and Revolution to Cuba. I don't know if you know if they play there. I have, um, I have been, I have been. Yeah, um, so that was really fun. We did like New Year's Eve um, night. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I think I need to I need to get into saxophone more, honestly. Mm. And I've got a bass as well. Bought myself a bass last year. So you're just you're just multi talented, just completely just falling over yeah, instruments just, and like, falling over really talent. Talented. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I think I'm very average at everything. I wish I had like just one, like, you know. Mm. That one okay. thing that you should be talented at, but I think I'm well, I mean, spreading my skills about. You are light years ahead of me and many others in terms of the saxophone, the guitar, the clarinet, and you know, singing. <laughs> you know. But I want to, I want to just, just when you say about the saxophone, right? When I was growing up, uh, my dad is a massive fan of Bruce Springsteen, so always a Bruce Springsteen. Right. Yeah. And then now we have what I would say is the modern day equivalent, Sam Fender, and yeah. love Sam Fender. I've seen him live. Um, and he has a sax player who plays in his band. Mm-hmm. Would would that be something? Not specifically the saxophone, but would other instruments? Is there you know? Would, would you consider, if not already in the EP, bringing in these other instruments that are outside the the norm? I suppose. Yeah, um, I think I I would have liked to um put the saxophone on my EP, but like. Mm-hmm. I think it just didn't need it. Like it had yeah. so many elements already there that it just didn't need it. Um, but definitely in um my next project, um, I definitely plan to bring that in. Even possibly in like maybe possibly even in live performance if I like, you know, start using different technologies and things in live performance. Um, use of saxophone would be really cool. Fair play, fair play. Well, I want to just, before we go into the quick fire questions, because we completely digress there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you about the band you're playing. End of an episode, mm-hmm. is that correct? End of the episode. But end yes. of the yeah. episode or end of the episode. First of all, deadly name, because I have used that phrase multiple times in my life. Like, and I mean a lot. You know, at the, oh, the end of an episode, this part of this yeah. part of cliffhanger or whatever. Deadly name. Do you want to tell me about that? What do you do there? What's this whole situation? Yeah, so um, so it's made up of me, uh, Daniel and Amy. They are in my class in college, mm-hmm. and it started off like we we're just doing it for fun, and then we we made a track with Aaron, who produced my EP called Better Days, and we released that. I want to say winter, uh, <laughs> winter last year, and then we made another single called My Favorite Song, and that was in Start Together Studios and I actually won that slot for winning the 
Belfast Boss Golf uh, thing. So that was that was really uh, nice of a free production uh, session. So yeah, really proud of both of those tracks. Unfortunately, though, I think the band may be fizzling out a little bit because we're going separate ways after college. Like I'm going to England and, um, you know, but uh, we've got we've got ourselves a drummer now. So we're heading out, hitting the streets for busking this summer. So that should be really fun. Uh, so if you're in Belfast and, you know, keep an eye out in the sun, keep an eye out. Yeah. Fair play, no problem. Well, look, we're we're coming. We are coming to the end now. After me digressing and, and taking the down yeah. all the paths, because you know there was a few things I didn't know there, and I thought I'm really good at researching, but there was a few things <laughs> I didn't know. So um, I had to, had to ask the questions when they were there. But I have some uh, quick fire questions. I asked pretty much the same questions to everybody, um, but nobody ever answers quick fire. Bar one person who interviewed last night, one person was able to do a relatively quick fire. So. Take, take your time if you wish. Um, okay. so the, f- the first question is this. If you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? Now, people would say that I am a pint of Guinness because I'm an acquired taste and people pretend to like me. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so what, would, what would you be if you were a drink? My first thing that came into my head was pina colada because I really like them. If you but get caught in the door. <laughs> yeah i like the song as well um mm. but that does just does not uh relate to me in the slightest i don't know that's hard that's a hard quick fire question <laughs> wow i mean regarding the pina colada um and just a slight side slight side note i don't think anywhere ever makes them quite right i always think they're they're made poorly but anyway that's because i do a little bit of bar work on the side and you know i ah, think i'm a okay. lifelong barman <laughs> okay i think sparkling water like if you just meet me i'm like kind of awkward and boring and just like water but like i don't know kind of cool kind of i love it busy that's deadly I've got i love some that hidden one. things in me okay yeah. fair play i love it i love it i love it that's, that's the real that's actually one of the better, <laughs> the better ones i've heard um, <laughs> if you had a superpower what would you do with it uh sorry what would it be and what would you do with it oh i'd be like really good at music <laughs> and then i'd be the most famous musician in the world and um, yeah, my life would be awesome. You're already really good at music. The latter part, most famous part, it takes a wee bit of time. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so hangover food, what's your go-to? Oof, chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not meant to swallow that, Max. <laughs> <laughs> not to, to, to swallow, but you know. Um, just sometimes you can't uh, stomach anything. You know? Fair, fair play. That's, that's, that's class. <laughs> I love that one. If you were to go on a date with anybody, living or dead, uh, who would it be? Where would you go? What would you do? Oh my goodness! Um, I'm thinking of what's Bonnie Vera's name. I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I could tell you. She has a name. And, <laughs> it's in. It's on the top of my tongue. Your man from Bonnie Vera. Okay. Just you know, he seems interesting. Go have a um, chat. See what the crack is. Yeah, and we'd go to the cabin where he locked himself in to record and write for Emma Forever I do. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and the final question, final, final question. I have a magic ball in front of me, okay? I can transport you and put you into any gig. You can be supporting. You can be headlining. It can be a uh, so loud show. It can be playing to your friends and family. 
It can be in the biggest stadium in the world. It can be in a tiny little pub or on one of the streets of Belfast or Ards where you busk. You can be at the bottom of the yard. You can be at the top of the yard. What's the ideal? What's the dream gig? Do you know? Okay. I really like a group called Tiny Habits. They recently blew up a little bit on TikTok. And um, I really like to support them. I've seen them do a couple of really intimate gigs. So probably supporting them in a intimate gig. <laughs> and then I get to watch them after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get the best of both worlds. You go and see one of your favorite bands, but also you get to support them. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I suppose just before we before we go, before I let you go, tell anybody who's listening where exactly, on what date, on what time your your next gig is. I know it's sold out, but just in case any tickets come up or what's in the pipeline, your release dates for debut single, where they can be on your on your EP, where they can be found, where you can be found, all the usual things. Yeah, so um June 2nd at the OES Center supporting Tiernan Heffron. I've got a single coming out called I'm a lot to put up with June 2nd let's go and uh on the 16th of June then I have my debut EP coming out and it's called make me better fantastic and in terms of socials uh, in terms of where people can hear you and where people can follow you and like you yeah so Instagram is Max Sloan music and likewise on TikTok Max Sloan music and then my Spotify eventually will be Max Sloan Fantastic. Max, thank you very, very much. Thank you very much for having me, Jack.